The meeting of the Broward County Commission is about to begin. Will all audience members please silence your cell phones? For those viewing from home or on mobile devices, thank you for watching. To stay informed about Broward County government, please visit Broward.org or follow us on social media. County Commission meetings are open to the public. Members of the public wishing to be heard on any agenda item can register one of two ways. Visit registertospeak.broward.org and fill out the online registration form. Or scan the QR code posted in various locations inside and just outside the Commission chambers to register on your mobile device. A registration form must be completed for each item you wish to speak on. If you have trouble registering digitally, visit County Administration on the fourth floor for assistance. All speakers must appear in person. No further speaker signups will be accepted after an item has been called. Please show respect for others and refrain from making impertinent, slanderous remarks or personal attacks. Boisterous behavior, including applause, booing, and cheering is not permitted. Thank you for joining us. The meeting will begin shortly.
<laughs> Everybody take their seats, please. Keep it. I think we're all here. Okay. We're all here, right? We've got Tim's not here and Nan's not here, right? Okay. Online. Hello. I'm online, Mayor. Yes, thank you, Senator. I see you. <laughs> well, good morning. Good morning. We're going to now call the order to the Broward County Board of County Commissioner meeting this Tuesday, February 7th, 2023 at... Well, my goodness, bless you. That's the first... That's, that's the first one I've had there on this to the chambers. Is she okay? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Okay, call them to order our meeting. It's about 10.04 uh, a.m. Thank you so much. I'm going to ask you now to please rise for our Pledge of Allegiance and remain standing. And I'd like to ask uh, Ruth Reed, Michael J Jados, Larry Scott, and Lynn Molitor, if you're here, you'll stand and lead us in the pledge as they're celebrating 35 years with us. Awesome. All right. <laughs> so lead us off. Thank you, and please remain standing. It's customary that we have a moment of silence for those in honor of mobile persons in our community. Check those cell phones if you would. Who have recently passed, and we're gonna go through the commission first. Commissioner Rogers, you have anyone to recognize? Okay, Mr. Mayor, thank you. Mrs. Earl, so Lauderdale Lakes, you know I'm recognizing her for 40 years of service. She was a registered nurse at Plantation Hospital, now in Davie, and we just want to offer blessings and comfort to the families today. Thank you. Senator? Commissioner? 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 I do want to recognize two individuals. Um, our uh, county administrator, Ms. Sapira, lost her grandmother last evening, so we want to make sure that we recognize her and, and her family in prayers for healing hearts, and also those who are suffering from the earthquake. Uh, make sure that with their families and those loved ones who were lost and all the ones that we can be saved, hopefully. Also honor our brave men and women who have served and continue to serve in our armed forces, both here and abroad. We want to thank them for their service. Moment of silence, please. Thank you. you. May be seated. Well, our our music today was. Huh? She didn't. She told me not. She told me not. I did. Okay. We have our music today. It was given by and provided by Commissioner Bean Fur. A change's gonna happen by Sam Cooke, and also Sweet 
Judy Blue Eyes by Crosby, Stills, Nash Young. little nod to David Crosby. I was going to say a nod to David Crosby. There, there you go. Okay, we're going to begin with a proclamation. And uh, I'm going to be presenting it on behalf of, of course, Black History Month. I'm going to ask that uh, Dr. Tamika Hobbs, Allison Grubbs, Marsha Ellison, Karen Smith, Catherine Minnis, and Leisha Brown, if you will join me at the podium on behalf of the proclamation. Thank you. participating today and I'd like to read the proclamation as we celebrate Black History Month this month. It says, whereas each year the month of February has been designated Black History Month and will be observed and celebrated in all of our communities. Whereas the origins of Black History Month date back to 1915 when Dr. Carter G. Woodson founded the organization known today as the Association for the Study of African American Life and History. Whereas observing Black History Month provides opportunities to increase our awareness and gain a deeper understanding of African American history and acknowledge the centuries of struggles for equality and freedom. Whereas since 1976, every American president has proclaimed February as Black History Month. Whereas this month, a long celebration provides us with an opportunity to promote the spirit of unity and embrace the diversity that has strengthened our nation. Whereas the national theme for the celebration of Black History Month in the year 2023 is black resistance, which takes a look at how African Americans have fought repression from America's earliest days. Whereas organizations like the African American Research Library and Cultural Center, thank you, Friends of AARLLC, and of course the NAACP Fort Lauderdale Broward Branch, and the Urban League of Broward County are recognized for the helping the economic, educational, cultural, and spiritual developments in African-American communities throughout our Broward County. Whereas Broward County celebrates the rich history and contributions of African-Americans with many historical establishments hosting special events throughout Black History Month, especially at our libraries. A new exhibit celebrating activist movements of the 1960s and 70s, walls turned sideways, our bridges, narratives are necessary and which will be displayed at the American, African American Research Library Cultural Center February the 2nd through May the 2nd. And therefore, it be proclaimed by this wonderful Board of County Commissioners of Broward County, Florida, that the board hereby designates February 2023's Black History Month in Broward County, Florida. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mayor Fisher. Thank you to all the commissioners. It is indeed a pleasure and an honor to be here to accept the bestowment of this proclamation. We are so proud at the African American Research Library to be supported by the Broward County and to have the charge of preserving and collecting African American history. Much appreciated. Thank you. Thank you.
Good morning. My name is Nina McDowell. I serve as Director of Marketing and Corporate Partnerships at the Urban League of Broward County. And on behalf of our Board of Directors and our President and CEO, Dr. Jermaine smith Baugh, I say thank you. Where should we look? Right okay, good. County Administrator to continue with our employee recognitions. This is always an exciting time when we come together and we can obviously recognize all those dedicated employees. And on behalf of the board, we just thank you so much for all your hard work and dedication to us. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. And indeed, it is a great day. It's a great way to celebrate the hard work of many individuals and the many, many years um, of service. And, and we really couldn't do um, what we do, Mr. Mayor, um, without these dedicated employees. So uh, without further ado, we're going to start with 20 years cultural in the cultural division, Grace Cool. Moving on to purchasing, Randall Plunkett. Thank you. Record taxes and treasury, Darlene Licks. Stay with records, taxes, and treasury for a minute. Marquita Galvez. Thank you. 
we're going to take a stroll over to Human Services and Family Success Administration. Roberto Gonzalez. Move over to libraries next door. How about Cindy Baumaster? So thanks, Cindy, for keeping us all alert earlier this meeting. So and bless you again. All right. So also from libraries, Kenneth Isaac? Isaac? Isaac, all right. Roll on over to transit. Did you catch that? Yeah, all right. Alfred Murray. <laughs> Environmental Engineering, Mario Manrique. Office of Communication Technology, Soroya Diamond. Here's a name we recognize also from ORCAT, Daniel Rivas.
All right, now we're moving on to 25 years of service. Yeah. All right, from aviation, Tamisha Roberts. So, 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 Tamisha, I guess we uh, get to celebrate you twice since we did an appreciation event Friday as well, right? Out of aviation. All right. Keeping the celebration going. All right. Environmental engineering and permitting. Ryan Flattery. Now we'll go back to libraries. Della Atisani. We're going to go over to facilities management. Shane Rowland. Sorry, Sean Rowland. We'll go back to libraries now and round out the 25 years with Cindy Hader. Move on to 30 years of service. Yes, so we've got three individuals celebrating 30 years with us today. Environmental Engineering and Permitting, Linda Sutherland. <laughs> So, so Linda just shared that she thought this was going to be a temporary job. Apparently, 30 years later, I don't think we can call it temporary anymore, Linda. 
All right. So from Housing Option Solutions and Support, Human Services, Cynthia Willis. Last one uh, celebrating uh, 30 years with us today, Danny Vasquez from Transit. off today's celebration with four individuals, if you can believe this, four of them celebrating 35 years. All right, we're going to start with libraries. Ruth Reed. take a stroll over to Parks and Recreation and we will celebrate Michael Jados. Here's a name that I think most of us will recognize because he's helped us out somewhere along the way. Let's welcome from Facilities Management, Larry Scott.
I think Larry's going to take a stroll, take a moment of personal privilege. <laughs> Either Drew is running away or... <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> and true to Larry's form thank you thanks for bringing a smile to our face today Larry alright now let's see if Lynn Molitor from Orcat can outdo Larry let's do it <laughs> So normally that would conclude our um, um, presentation today, but we've got another special one. I'll let yes. uh, uh, Mayor Fisher announce this one. Yes, thank you so much. This is a 10-year service to those who are on the commission, talk about our age and our wonderful folks who serve us day to day. I'd like to recognize my commission's aide, Suzanne Bailey, for 10 years of service. Is Suzanne here? Is she in the back? Is she in She's the back? hiding. She's hiding. <laughs> We'll, pre we'll present it to her in the back. Right. But, uh, thank you, Suzanne. <laughs> Is that it? Yep, that's it. Okay. Give a minute for everybody to clear out. 
Again, congratulations to everybody and the fan clubs that came with them. Okay. It will be a few minutes, won't it, Commissioner? <laughs> we have a special recognition coming up, so it don't be long. Got it. Dean just went. I'm just going to everybody clear out. All right. Hold on one second, please. Just hold on, hold on. Commissioner Furr is going to be right there, so. Okay, as the chambers uh, do clear, thank you so much. Keep it down to a mild roar. That would be wonderful. We have a special, special recognition today. Just want everybody to focus on the dais. We have a very, very special occasion today as one of our own is celebrating his birthday today, and that is our own Commissioner Tim Ryan. And we have a special gift for you. Look at that. Special, special gift. And we have some more folks that are going to give a special gift, too. You got to blow those out, Tim. The plastic around to blow the candles out, Tim. Good wish. And he looks amazing for 77. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest here that wants to make a special recognition too, and that's our own uh, gentleman who served uh, our Senate so well. And now we can call him the Honorable Gary Farmer is with us today, and he'd like to make a special presentation to Commissioner Ryan. Your Honor, thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mr. Mayor. Good to see so many old friends, uh, new members, uh, esteemed members. Uh, I, I just got to say, you guys better hope that Larry doesn't run for county commission because <laughs> <laughs> none of you have a shot. I, yeah, I think Robert needs to be uh, scared about that one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what an uplifting uh, event to watch the recognitions of the employees. I just hope I get invited back for the 100-year recognition for Senator Geller, uh, because uh, he's been here so long. But it, in all honesty, you know, it's, um, I guess it's a little uh, uh, double-edged sword when somebody as old as me says that somebody up here has been an inspiration. Uh, it means you're a little bit older than me. Uh, but Tim, you have served uh, this community for so long. You really have set an example uh, for what leadership and community and, and caring about our our great uh, county is all about. And uh, I just wanted, uh, we've got a docket, I gotta run back, but I just wanted to come over here and tell you how much it's meant to me uh, to see you, to, to, to be inspired by you and your public service. Uh, public service is about helping people. Um, I couldn't be happier doing what I'm doing and I know you love what you're doing. And so we just got a little bubble gum here for you that uh, I wanted to give you and present you. And thank you for your service and thank all of you for your service. Our county is better off uh, thank for you, having Judge. you all. Thank so, you very much. <laughs> Thank you. 
There's 47 attorneys. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I can also say, and those who have been sitting here much longer than I have, but I think that's the first a judge has come to celebrate a birthday with one of us, Commissioner Ryan, so congratulations. Well, very meaningful to me, and uh, like I said, all of you, keep up the great work. I, uh, I no longer give political commentary. I serve the people in another, <laughs> another capacity, but just know that we appreciate you very much. All right, thank all you. Right. Best thank of luck you, to you. Thank you. And the first judge to bring bubblegum. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of birthdays, we just also want to celebrate, of course, Commissioner McKenzie, sir. He was, his birthday was on January the 7th, I believe, correct? Yeah, but the handsome guy was his birthday. I know, but, but, but then we have another beautiful lady's birthday coming up two days from now, and that is our own senator and vice mayor, Nan Rich, has her birthday on the 9th. So, Senator, congratulations on your birthday. Thank you very it, much. It, <laughs> Hope I'm better for it. <laughs> any, any words of wisdom, Vice Mayor? Any words of wisdom? You know what? Just keep working hard and doing what you believe is right. That's there, how there I feel. There you go. Just, Very you know, good. Try to make a difference as, in your community every as day. As the youngest member on the county commission. Uh, oh, here we go. Very uh, here we go. <laughs> I am the youngest member now. <laughs> hey, you know, exactly. Birthdays are important. I'm the eldest. Celebrate. <laughs> right. Yes, you... you Senator, you have some cake coming to you, by the way, so, all right? Okay, thank you. <laughs> she likes dark chocolate. That's right, exactly. Okay, Ms. Rivera, if you will read... Who said that? Mark Bogan, yeah, did she did. say that? <laughs> if you will read our Tuesday morning memo, thank you so much. Tuesday agenda memorandum. <clears throat> the following is submitted for your consideration. Consent items are 1 through 35. Public hearing items are 36 through 47. Regular items are 48 through 58. I request the following withdrawals and scrivener error corrections and inclusion of additional information. Withdrawals, deferrals, substitutions. Item number 34, withdrawn for further staff review. Item number 35, withdrawn for further staff review. Scrivener errors, none. Additional information, item number 41, the board's consideration of this item is based on the item as amended by the language distributed as additional material. Item number 58, the board's consideration of this item is based on the memo distributed as additional material. May I request without objection items number 49, 51, 52, 53, 54, 55, 58 be moved to consent. Additional material regular meeting items 1A through 1D board appointments. Item number 22, proposed amendments submitted by Commissioner Steve Geller. Additional material public hearing item number 40, memo to the board submitted by Resilient Environment Department. Item number 41, proposed amendment submitted at the request of the Broward Office of the Inspector General submitted by Office of the County Attorney. Item number 58, memo to the board submitted by Intergovernmental Affairs Board Section. Thank you so much. Very well done. We are now under a consent agenda. I'm going to ask the commissions first for any polls. Vice Mayor, do you have any polls? No, I don't. Very thank good. You. Commissioner Bogan? No, thank you. Commissioner Dean? No, sir. Commissioner Geller? No, sir. Commissioner Furr? No polls. Commissioner Ryan? No polls. Commissioner McKenzie? None, sir. And Commissioner Rogers? All right, very good. Any, any, that was a. So first, uh, that was Tim's birthday. Hold on, we got still got some polls. Uh, uh, -oh. uh, county administrator, any polls? None. County auditor, no, county attorney. No, okay, from the public. Item number two. Number two, very good. Mr. Mars, would you read the consent agenda for for consideration? Yes, sir. Easy one today. Uh, the consent agenda is items number one through thirty-five. 
Uh, and then we're subtracting from that item two, which was uh, pulled by the public, and items 34 and 35, which were withdrawn. And we're adding to the consent agenda items 49, 51, 52, 53, 54, 55, and 58. Mr. Mayor, I move yes. approval of the consent agenda as read by the county attorney. Moved by Senator Geller, second by Commissioner Rogers. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion. Aye. Motion carries unanimously. Thank you so much. Item number two, reading clerk. Motion is a motion to adopt budget resolution within the general capital outlay fund transferring $250,000 from the GCE property appraiser renovation project to the central homeless assistance center plumbing and restroom renovation project. Motion B is a motion to authorize increase in the change order allowance for the contract between Home Express Corporation doing business as HE Builders in Broward County for the Central Homeless Assistance Center Plumbing Renovation Project from $252,518 to $850,000. One speaker has signed up to speak on this item, Han Henry Manresa. Yes, can we have this, the public speaker come forward who pulled this item? Are you here? Did you, anybody, did, did you pull this item? Last name on the call, name again, what's your name? Manresa, M-A-N-R-E-S-A. Okay, Risa, no here? Okay, is there a motion to approve? Mr. Mayor, move approval of item number two. Senator Geller moves it. Second. Second by Commissioner Bogan, all in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, motion carries unanimously, thank you. Okay, that places us now on our public hearings, I believe. As I... This may set a record. We are now under our public hearings, item 36 through 47. Uh, again, we'll read it. The item, I ask for any public input and move forward. So item number 36. The public hearing on item 36 is now open. Item 36 is a motion to adopt resolution vacating a three-foot-wide sewer easement line within lot 7 of block BA of Seabridge, Platt, Platt Book 21, page 46, in the city of Fort Lauderdale. No member of the public has signed up to speak on this item. Of a portion closed. Commission discussion? Mr. Mayor, move approved. Moved by Commissioner Bogan, second by Senator Geller. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Aye. Motion carries unanimously. Thank you. I'm 37. The public hearing on item number 37 is now open. Item 37 is a motion to adopt resolution vacating a portion of a 10-foot-wide utility easement line within Tract A of Big Sky Platt, Platt Book 158, page 11, in the city of Pembroke Pines. No member of the public has signed up to speak on this item. Of a portion closed. Commission discussion? <laughs> Moved by Commissioner Bogan, second by Senator Geller. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries unanimously. Thank you. I'm 38. The public hearing on item 38 is now open. Item 38 is a motion to enact ordinance adopting a small-scale amendment to the county land use plan map PC 22-6 located in the city of Hollandale Beach. No member of the public has signed up to speak on this item. Open portion Second. closed. Second. Commission discussion. Moved by Commissioner Bogan. Second, Second. by Commissioner Furr. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Aye. Motion carries unanimously. Thank you. Item number 39. The public hearing on item number 39 is now open. Item 39 is a motion to enact ordinance adopting an amendment to the county land use plan map PC 22-4 located in the city of Sunrise. No member of the public has signed up to speak on this item. Second. Public portion closed. Come back to the commission. Moved by? Move it. Bogan, second. Me. Commissioner Bogan, second by Commissioner McKenzie. All in favor say aye. Thank you. Opposed? Aye. Motion carries unanimously. Thank you. Item number 40. The public hearing on item number 40 is not open. Item 40 is a motion to enact ordinance pertaining to front yard fences located in Roosevelt Gardens, amending section 39-638 of the County Code of Ordinances. One member of the public has signed up to speak on this item, Elijah Lewis. Okay. 
All right, we're going to have uh, Elijah please come forward. Elijah Lewis, would you please? Just come to the podium in front of us, sir. Good morning. Good morning, Mayor, uh, Vice Mayor, um, Commissioners, and uh, Administrator. Um, uh, my name is Elijah Lewis. I'm the president of the Roosevelt Gardens Homeowners Association. I was passed um, chairperson of the enhancement plan along with um, a member of the enhancement plan. I don't, um, I, I I don't know why um, the county is trying to change that particular ordinance because here it is, is that um, I was there 20 years ago and more than that. And um, pretty much um, the, um, the fences were very much in disrepair. So here it is, is that I saw that there were fences that was actually on the sidewalk that was in the front yard, but right now, we're really trying to say that it, it's a public safety issue. So, if law enforcement and the um, fire rescue is trying to get to that home, they cannot go beyond that. You know, they have it's that uh, fence would like stop them from going there. But here it is, is that I think what happened is, is that I um, received an email from staff and pretty much the only thing I saw was an email and a picture. And the picture is that someone illegally puts up a fence without a permit. And now we're gonna try to change the ordinance to bring in compliance. We should not be doing that. That should have went to directly to code compliance in which they can do the enforcement. So I know Dale Holness was the one that pretty much started messing with this enhancement plan in which we're gonna have to revisit some of the stuff that he did to bring back what we had with the Barrowtown Roof. Because here it is is that he pretty much lied to you guys in order to get it changed. So right now we're sitting here talking about taking the fence out. It's been working since 2004, the enhancement plan's been there. This lady, Miss, um, I think her name is France, she, she, she moved in the, to the community um, 2001. So here it is that as a homeowner, you're supposed to go to your county or the city to make sure that you need a permit or whatever prior to installing the fence. Thank you, Mr. Lewis. Yeah. I believe that's only one from the public which speaks, so we're gonna close the public portion, have commission discussion, I have Senator Geller. Before Mr. Lewis leaves. Um, sir, I represent- Just go to the podium, Mr. Lewis, if you would. Okay. Uh, Mr. Lewis, I represent Broadview Park, which is another unincorporated area, so I have great sensitivity to this. Are you the current president? Oh, yes, of that? I am. I'm sorry? Yes, I am. Okay, if I can ask county attorney, county attorney, or actually, no, I'm sorry, not county attorney. I said, was this request initiated by the, uh, by the area, the homeowner association, or oh, had anyone reached out to the uh, homeowners group or anyone 
else in the group before this was initiated? So we'll have Ms. Like, Sapiro's answer, but also Commissioner McKenzie might have some words too. So yes, Ms. what Sapiro, I may do, if, if it's okay with you, Mr. Mayor and, and Commissioners, um, I'm going to ask our Assistant Director and, and EPGM of, uh, of the respective division that handles all of these issues and is very familiar with this um, situation, Mr. Darby. Um, Okay. Del Sal, if right. you can come and up and, and maybe he can address and give you the history and how we got to Thank where you. we are. And Mr. Mr. Mayor, I would respectfully leave the rest of my questions till after uh, Commissioner McKenzie. This is his area. Correct. So I, I withdraw my question. No, no, I, I, I would prefer you go okay. before me um, yes, sir. on this issue. And I'm eager to hear um, all information that's going to be provided today. And what I will not um, stand for, I am, um, I've often uh, been on the other side of Commissioner uh, Holness in, 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 in beliefs, but I don't think he's a liar, and I don't want that on the record. Very good. Staff, you want to ask us and answer Senator Geller's question? Uh, good morning, Darby DelSal, Assistant Director for the Urban Planning Division. Hi, Darby. Uh, and a lot of the representations are, are correct that Mr. Lewis made. This, this was based on these neighborhood improvement plans, the, this requirement of having fences put in the front yard that date back to 2004. And subsequent to that time, he mentioned the barrel power roofs. Those, those were repealed by this board, I think about a year and a half or so ago. Uh, currently in, in the neighborhood of Roosevelt Gardens, and, and it's the only community within the uh, Broward Municipal Services District that does not permit fencing at all within the front yard. All the other ones do. Uh, there's about roughly, I didn't count them, but somewhere between five and 600 homes within this community. I would say roughly about 145 of them have fencing. There's another 11 that are currently under violation. And annually, we do enforce the ordinance. You know, we get requests all the time for people who are trying to put front yard fences up. Uh, there was an incident recently where there was an application for a building permit. Staff reviewed the, or, uh, the building permit. Those plans that staff reviewed indicated along the side and rear perimeters of the property offense. Usually on a plan like that, you'll see a line and an X. Uh, they reviewed that plan, they approved that plan. They charged the applicant for that plan the cost of just for that, that portion. That's what we permitted. The confusion came in with the applicant that their plans that they submitted that were scanned into the system were highlighted. That highlighting was not picked up. So the applicant went under the false pretense. I don't think there was any ill intent there. They just misunderstood and thought that that portion was uh, approved also. So then the broader question came, and we can pursue enforcement, and we have pursued enforcement because we're doing that today, is now that we've had this program in place for fences since 2004, you know, is it still relevant? Is it effective? Uh, again, I have 145 properties out there right now. Many of these properties are doing everything they can to try to maintain those fences because they want to keep them. Uh, they're aging, they're getting older. Some folks may be removing them. Many people want them. We're seeing the permit applications. So what we're looking at today really is a policy question you know, that would be implemented through law. Is it going to maintain the fact that we're simply going to not permit front yard fences within the Roosevelt Garden, or are we going to allow that to move forward? For us, it's the constant question that we get on a regular basis from people who live in that community who want them. Mr. Mayor, yes, sir. to follow up. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, Mr. Del Sal, I appreciate 
what's been done when I had my county attorney and county administrator briefing, what I was told was exactly what you said, that the Roosevelt Gardens is the only uh, community in the uh, uh, Broward Municipal Services District that does not currently permit front fences. So I said, well, great, let's do it. As someone who represents a pretty substantial portion, Broadview Park is, is I think, you know, certainly a very large um, area. I basically believe that we owe, the county owes a special duty to the BMSD areas. Normally, I give great deference to city commissions because they're co the closest group to the people. But there is no city commission there. We are essentially the city commission, in this case, for the BMSD. And I think we need to be reflecting the wishes of the people in those areas. Now, I would be happy if there was some formal way of reaching out to the homeowners association. If it's only about 600 homes, I don't know how many of them have, uh, we have email addresses on, but if there's a way uh, of doing a, some sort of poll, I send out either emails or regular letters and pull the, the, the homeowners there, that's fine with me. But I think it's a relatively small area. I think you said 600 homes or so. I think we need, we as the county commission, need to be following the wishes of that area. So I would be supportive, Mr. Mayor, of postponing this item until we have an opportunity in some fashion as determined in conjunction between your office, Commissioner McKenzie's office as the commissioner representing that area, if he agrees with me, um, to ascertain the wishes of the, of the residents in that community. That's all, Mr. Yeah, Mayor. Okay, we'll hold that thought until we hear full discussion on it. We go to Commissioner Bogan. Commissioner McKenzie is actually going to be the last I'd, one to I'd speak, like to, okay? Uh, yes. I'm sorry. I, I wanted Mr. Del Sal to be able to clarify some outreach and, and right. some other information so, for you all. So th that's one of the things we did actually do. We don't have, obviously, a complete listing of, of every individual in that neighborhood, but we do have roughly about 35 different individuals that we either have an address for that are involved in the community or email addresses. So we actually did email all those folks, and for those individuals who don't normally correspond by email, we actually knocked on their door and we spoke to them. Uh, now, the attachment that went with the document does show that there were four people who responded. Uh, two simply thanking us for the information, two in support. Uh, we had other verbal conversations for support, but I, I, I don't feel comfortable necessarily representing a verbal representation. You know, I prefer someone come in writing. Uh, we would have met with the Roosevelt Gardens Neighborhood Association. Unfortunately, at least as I understand it, and I could be incorrect, uh, I'm not sure what, where their membership currently stands, and they haven't met in years. So there, there's not really a board for us to approach outside of Mr. Lewis himself, and clearly he's here representing uh, what that, that board believes is appropriate. Mr. So I just wanted to share okay, that. Mr. Dessau, two quick items. Yes. Number one, I've worked with you in your office, and I don't want you to think anything other than I have the highest respect for you professionally and what you've done, because I think you do a great job. But number two, it's 600 people. If we can do a mail 
mailer to the 600 addresses. It's just not, or have whatever Commissioner McKenzie recommends that we do, it's just not that difficult to contact 600 people. So I'm done, Mr. Mayor. Thank you. Commissioner Bogan, followed by Commissioner Furr. I got two quick comments. First of all, I will, I will defer to the commissioner whose district this is, and I think that's appropriate for us to do. But what bothers me is you said this was a policy question. Ultimately. And last I checked, and I don't mean to sound like a smart ass, mm -hmm. but smart. I thought we were the policymakers. And commissioner, and the commissioner has not been asked anything to my knowledge. Uh, commissioner, have you been asked about this beforehand? So I, I'm troubled that if there's something going on in my district, his district, one of the districts, and you want to think that there should be a policy, I would think it's only appropriate that you come to the commissioner of that district and say, hey, I think this is a good idea, this is why, and this is a policy decision. Obviously the whole board has to vote on it, but I think there's something missing. Um, and, and, and I think what's missing is, is that we make the policy, and that's what gets me charged up. Uh, we make the policy, and my understanding is you guys execute that policy. And so that bothers me that, that a policy thing would come up without first talking to the commission, without talking to the commissioner's district. But no matter, I'm going to defer to Commissioner McKenzie. It's your district, um, and I'll defer to what, what you want. Okay. Uh, commissioner McKenzie, I, did, I know you wanted to wrap up. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I got Commissioner Furr next. Well, please, okay. Because I want you to hear all the comments so you can, yeah, you can, you can uh, react I thought to them. We were done, but go ahead. Commissioner Furr. Thanks. I mean, this is, and I, I think when you were Hollywood, we had many fencing discussions. Yes. And it usually, you know, it, can, it often comes down to <coughs> you own a piece of property, you want to be able to do what you can with it. You want to, but you have an obligation to make <coughs> it look good for your neighbors. So there's, there's a balancing act here. And I think one of the things that if we're going to do this, that we want to make sure that there's standards for it. That, that, and that's where we, I think the, the uh, I, th I think the, the right to be able to put a fence in your front yard just makes sense. Because there's a lot of people who would like to, might have an animal, whatever. Um, but what, the, what those standards are, that's when it comes down to the neighborhood. What do they want? I know when we were doing it in Hollywood, nobody wanted chain link fences in the front, in the front yard for aesthetic reasons. And they were insistent on very good, you know, pretty good standards. And it's worked out fairly well. Not always. You know, <laughs> some, you'll always have somebody who, let, who lets theirs go down. But that's where code comes in. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with having them go that way. But I do think that the standards are necessary. But, and that's, what it, that's where I would like to hear from the neighborhood as well. But the, the right to be able to do that seems to be... Um, one that I think most people, when they buy a piece of property, you would think that they would be able to do what they want to do with that property if it's as simple as fencing it in. So to that extent, I'm fine with that. So anyway. Okay. Commissioner Rogers? Mm-hmm. Put your microphone on if you would. There you go. Is this in the unincorporated area or it's in... Um, okay. It's unincorporated Broward County. But it's okay, in so Commissioner McKenzie's district. And it's in my colleague's mm -hmm. district. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. Sure. Okay. Unincorporated. Okay. So they have a special taxing district there. No? No. No. We don't tax them? One at a time. This is just an incorporated area of Broward County that, unincorporated, that we obviously are in charge of as a, as a commission. So. 
That it's component, not, I do understand. I don't know why I'm of the impression that there is some taxes, special taxes to that area. Hmm. There's none? I do not believe there's none? any special taxing to the to No special taxing no, in that area. Good to no, know. And I believe that we can reach that community mm -hmm. easily by mail, as was suggested by my colleague, and we should. 2004 has been a while. Things have changed, communities have changed, new people moving in. We have to see what that community would like to do with their front yards. All right. Okay, so Commissioner Rogers, thank you so much. I think that includes everybody in the dice, but of course, Commissioner McKenzie, so you have the floor. Um, I'm sure staff would have brought this up yesterday, but our meeting uh, was canceled. Um, but I still wasn't aware of it from the deputy director, but from a community standpoint, um, dating back, uh, this has always been a um, hot issue um, with my good friend, um, Elijah, and um, he actually reached out to me probably four or five weeks ago when this started swirling in the neighborhood uh, about this issue, and I asked him the last time he met, and he told me, what does that have to do with it? Uh, I know him, so I know his M.O., I know uh, his fight, his desire to, to, to move his community forward. And oftentimes in these unincorporated areas, uh, they're so frustrated because, A, they want annex, B, um, they want a voice. And we, uh, as a commission, as I've studied, um, have ran into this type of uh, um, challenge in, in the past, and we've even allowed um, other layers of how to contact or reach the, the residents uh, when we have these situations. And it's my understanding, and you can correct me, that we don't have any power over these HOAs. I mean, that they report, or we have any governing bodies, 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 bodies over them. So oftentimes it's tough for us to sit up here and say we're going to make a policy. But I do, too, believe in the right uh, to improve my property within the compliance of, of permitted uses, um, codes, and, and, and what have you. I dislike um, front yard fencing personally, um, and particularly chain link fences. But a lot of people in your neighborhood uh, want the opportunity to be able to say yes or no to this. Uh, what troubled me when we had the conversation was um, some of the comments you made um, about uh, they, well, they, they don't know what they want um, and the county should do all these extra layers of things to uh, improve that area. I think the county has done a very good job uh, dating back to when I can remember uh, uh, Josephus uh, Eglishon representing that district, um, uh, John Rossum on the other, other, other piece of, of Washington Park and, and those neighborhoods and they got a great deal of infrastructure uh, placed there that would um, welcome any city to want to take them in as an annexation, but that hasn't happened yet. Uh, but as uh, the good senator said, uh, no, we, we are really the commission uh, over the, um, uh, the unincorporated. And I don't think um, we've communicated, because you clearly admitted uh, when we talked on the phone that you weren't going to meet. And I told you we don't have authority. So I don't know how to side 
on the side of your perspective and your leadership all these years when I don't have enough information from the other 600 residents. I've heard countless people um, argue to differ uh, with this, and I think uh, in, um, in all due respect to you, the only way we're going to get to the bottom of it as, as policymakers is to do the survey. Let the doors talk, and when the surveys come in, if they don't want fences in the front yards, that will give me a better position to say, I don't want to do this. I think your approach of knocking on the front doors is good, but it depends on who you put in front of those doors. Like you said, you had more off the record conversations than you did on the record. And that's just the, uh, the uh, way that that particular neighborhood communicates. And oftentimes, when you want, people want front fences in my district, and in particular this demographic, uh, it's for security reasons. It's for security reasons. And I don't think you need a fence for security. I think we need to just um, have a sit down with our, with our police department and figure out strategies to deal with the, the element that you, you are fearful of. But by the same token, the right, the right to have a, have a fence is, uh, is, is what's in question. I would think we go do the survey. And I would encourage you, Mr. Lewis, I would encourage you to participate as the leader. As the leader, I would encourage you, and I would be more than happy to participate with this exercise to the fullest extent, but we're going to have to have some respect, some courtesy, and like I said before I started, and I, I've probably never agreed with Commissioner Holders, but I don't need to go on record attacking anyone's character or why they made decisions. I'm sure because he couldn't communicate, he took a different approach, and he probably got the wrong ear or the wrong voice in his ear to send him down this path of how he would resolve this. But I want to face this head on. If this means knocking on doors, the postage, let's find out what the neighbors want. Let's try to move forward together. You come back, Mr. Lewis, and, and hopefully the outcome is exactly like you explained to us. You guys did something in 2004, and this was the outcome of a, of a majority. And I would be more than happy to participate, put my name on the survey. Uh, they can contact me. I mean, I just want to get to the bottom of it because this is an easy decision for us. We want to do what the people want. So bring it back. Again, I encourage all parties to participate. And I had the same situation over in Merrill's Park with some street lights. The HOA president didn't want it, adamantly didn't want it, but only two or three people came to, the, to, her, to her meetings. Mm -hmm. We did a survey. Surveyed some 1,400 people, 1,100 people wrote back and said, we want streetlights. Had I listened to the few or that one voice, that community would have been left behind. Now, it got political later on and something happened, but they spoke. The letters will get them to, 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 to give us the feedback we need to make a decision. And I just wanted to speak to that, but I still think, Mr. Lewis, you have to participate in this if you want to be the leader uh, of, of that community. So, but we have no authority over you and what you do. And that's obvious since you haven't had a meeting since 2004, I think you said, I think you said it was. When was the last time you had a meeting? Hmm? No, come up here. Mr. Lewis, if you're going to speak, we need you into the record. Thank yeah. you. This is a public hearing. <clears throat> Just to the question. Well, since their holiness became down. Just to the question I asked, have you had a meeting? Me, I'm talking. Uh, well, this okay. is 
this this is over. You're telling me something. I asked you a I'm question, you that Mr. Mr. Lewis, Lewis, and I'm bringing you back to the podium to give me an answer so we can have some information to process your request here today. Well, have you had a meeting? When was the last time you had a meeting? Well, it was since Dale Holness became the, um, the commissioner. Okay. Because okay. He, he didn't listen to nothing. Okay. Again, thank you very much. Thank you. And you can call me uh, as always, and we'll talk. Well, I called you. You didn't answer your phone. Yeah, but you. Was... I left a message. You didn't answer your phone. That's the problem with. This, but we did this speak. Board and we will speak again. I'll, I'll come you. by Mr. the house. Mr. Lewis, Mr. Lewis, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'll see you later. Thank you, Mr. McKenzie. That, that concludes your comments. Yes, sir. I'm going to I'm recognize Commissioner Fur, but before um, uh, Senator Geller was going to make a motion to continue. And the reason why it, need, it needs to be continued because this is an advertised item, so it would be continued to the March 14th meeting. No, Mr. Okay. Baird, but, it's the county attorney. County attorney, uh, I'd like to make a motion to continue this, I guess indefinitely, until the conclusion of a survey, and, and that the, I'd like to suggest that the form of that survey be agreed upon between the district commissioner and county administration. Specifically, what motion would that be? But that would have to be re-appetized, but go ahead. Right. Yes, that, that's, a, that's a fine motion, but as uh, the mayor noted and Commissioner McKenzie said, it would just need to be re-advertised, but it, be, it can be continued until that condition is met. Could I? All right, so if I could move, just verifying, I could move to continue this without the necessity for re-advertising, is that correct? You to... if, if you, for example, if you didn't think that uh, March 14th was enough time and you wanted to go till April 4th, okay. if you listed a specific date that wasn't too <clears throat> far out, then it would not okay. be re need to be re-advertised. In order to ensure there's sufficient time, Mr. Mayor, based upon county attorney statement, I'd like to move to continue this until the April 4th, did you say? April 4th meeting with the expectation that during that time, um, Commissioner McKenzie and administration mm -hmm. will agree on a way to survey the area. All right, moved by Senator Geller, second. Let me just ask another question. Um, this is an applicant, am I correct? This, someone applied for a permit in this instance? This, no, this is no, moved this by is, the Board of County Commissioners. No, I know that part, but the, how, how we got here. This I, is, so, I, was, I was just going to um, clarify. This is the only, this is because this is the only area in the Broward Municipal Service District that does not allow. Oh, I got that support. part. That's why staff brought this forward. There so, was an issue that. Because it was the, out. okay, I thought there was a, a, an applicant stuck the, in the middle of this somewhere. Well, am I correct? Clarify. This, this was, actually, this item was originally, forgive me, Darby Dalsell again. This item was originally requested by the previous commissioner. Uh, Commissioner Holness. Commissioner yeah, Holness. Yeah. Right, Moscow. He, he actually had requested this item come forward. Okay. And that's, that's, that's what initiated So there's no one stuck right now in a permitting situation. I no. don't want to hold no. them up no. while we vet this process. Okay. All right, so <clears throat> Senator Gell has made a motion. How, how much time are you going to need to get the survey out and all that stuff? Or, or does it come out of your department? Uh, well, we're going to have to, obviously, it's a funding issue, and we just have to make sure we satisfy whatever it is, the criteria you want whether we do it through a straight mailer or whatever the mechanism is. Depending on what that is, we can determine. I think it should be straight mailer so it hits the doors. Okay. We, mm -hmm. we can probably get a mailer out in about two weeks. Okay. I'm assuming April 4th should be sufficient. Okay. It's been moved and second. Now, Commissioner Furrow on discussion on the motion. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
if we're going to be doing a survey, and all of us have unincorporated areas, I think, in our, in our districts, um, we, we don't talk about BMSD very often. And, it, and I don't think we've probably done the kind of outreach we probably could, could or should be doing. <clears throat> so it might be, it might be time to, to if, I, if you're going to go out for a survey, why not ask, for other ask about other things? What other issues might be there? Instead of, instead of just limiting it to one issue, no. this, is a, this would be an opportunity to find out other thoughts, other uh -huh. issues, other concerns, and make, make, uh, make use of that. I don't mind it doing one issue, but I think yeah. when you got a chance to um, touch base with everybody in that area, why not ask more than, that, than one issue? That's but Commissioner Furr, do you have a specific issue that you wanted to ask? No, that, but that's that we need to f define what those questions right would be. and I think that's where all of us could have a little bit of input <clears throat> I, most of them would have you know they probably all have issues with crime yep. sidewalks streets street lights yeah. fences things like that okay. but we don't know and okay. we don't hear from them as much as I'd but like. I, what we don't want to do is convolute this right. particular right. issue okay. as, right and having that right. Commissioner McKenzie but what Senator I do Geller. want to say I think I think you're right but what you're going to hear from me it is a goal of mine that I've uh, spoken, uh, spoken with staff about uh, the four pockets I represent. Mm -hmm. I, I, I've lived it. Um, I, I know what they want, but I want to also go out and engage the community again to make sure I'm on track. And then I'll do the bigger ask later on. But right now, I think this is uh, immediate. Um, and, and, and we can, we can resolve this okay. 600 quadrant uh, neighborhood because they got lots of issues. And, I was, and my, my, my right. biggest challenge is how do we get to them if we're not meeting as a HOA so I can come in and, and really see what folks want. And I don't want to tell them what to do. I want to hear what it is they, they want us to do. So this should be separated, but I agree with you um, holistically that at some point we need to revisit the, uh, the unincorporated mm -hmm. pockets because they go as far as your district. Um, mm -hmm. And just see what we need to do with those those communities and and where they are in terms of uh, being annexed and all these other things. So the one now, and then right. later on we circle back and, and try to throw a net over everything. Commissioner okay. Firstall has the floor. And, and to and to that extent, if if we're going to do a survey, we could be asking them, or we could give them uh, contact info, or asking them to give us their contact info, whether it's email addresses or whatever. So there's a, there you can start to create some communication. Anything we can do to do that is good. Within that letter, so. we can ask them to get their contact information so we can build that database. Yeah, yeah, we mm -hmm. wanted that. That's that's great mm -hmm. because right next door they can put fences up in the front yard. Right. You don't see very many fences in the front yard, but if you wanted to do that, you could do it. Senator Gilliam, any further comments? Yes, Ms. Mayor, I was just going to say, I, while I agree with Commissioner Furr, and again, I represent, I think it's 7,000 uh, people in BMSD and Broadview Park. Um, on this tiny pocket, since my motion said to something that Commissioner McKenzie and County Administration would agree on, you know, I think Commissioner McKenzie could request any information he wanted in that one small pocket of the 600 so well, let's stay specific on this issue yeah, stay, stay, stay and i move the questions you got a bigger okay. issue coming up at the city today with okay. broadview annexation right. correct when i thought it was a great idea when i was on the commission questions. that community has changed and they've they rose up against it 
So it just speaks to that we do have to revisit these these, these areas. And we're going to do that and figure out what we're, it is. And we're going to do that. So the motion has been made. In second. Uh, all in favor, say aye. 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 Opposed. Motion carries unanimously. Thank you so much. Item number 41, reading clerk. The public hearing on item 41 is now open. Item 41 is a motion to enact ordinance <coughs> pertaining to whistleblower complaints, repealing and replacing section 26-6 of the County Code of Ordinances prohibiting retaliation and creating procedures for whistleblower complaints and retaliation complaints. One member of this public has signed up to speak on this item, Chandra Doucette. Thank you. This, this, this ordinance is gonna be voted as amended, okay? Very good. Anyone from the public to speak on this? Chandra Doucette. Okay, please come forward. I don't know. I was, I was Good morning. Just one second, just one second. Just, I know, but we can hear you talking, so go ahead, ma'am. Yes, I just want to take a second to, uh, first of all, I appreciate the fact that the commission is taking a time to go back and revisit these statutes, these ordinances, and the administrative code. And there were a number of them, actually. One was uh, your, the administrative code was on your consent docket earlier. But the issue that I have is that the whistleblower statute for public whistleblowers in the state of Florida is different. And yet, Broward County is merely a public subdivision. In my opinion, you can enact whatever rules and regulations you want within the county. However, I don't think that they should provide less rights. I think that overall, the issue here is to provide protection to those employees who are brave enough to step forward when they see a wrongdoing. And in, these, in this context, what's happened is that the piecemeal from the administrative code to the ordinances, they weren't well joined together. There were gaps in the system. So while I ask, while the commissioners are looking at this issue and when the implementation for the actual procedures come into play, that they are in a, they're in a cohesive manner to where an employee knows where to go for relief. Here, they've now provided two different alternatives. And the problem with two different alternatives is that neither of them match the statute, which says the OIG. Furthermore, and we have a local, uh, office for that as well. So to the extent that you're paralleling the Florida statute but not yet following the procedure, it leaves people in a quandary as to what to do next. And whoever is going to have the delegation and responsibility for implementing these procedures, I know they can't be all laid out and cut. This is gonna be a day-by-day -day process. Those people need adequate training in what the purpose and legislative intent is to protect the whistleblowers and to ensure that the ball doesn't get dropped along the way. Uh, comments well taken. Thank you so much. And obviously the attorneys have heard those comments. So if there's anything we need to tweak and they feel that we need to tweak, we can obviously bring it back to us too. That's exactly right, Mayor. We, we think this, is, uh, this improves uh, the situation. And, and ma'am, there is an amendment, as you know, that does reference uh, the Broward uh, OIG, OIG. Uh, and we'd be very receptive to receiving any comments from you. Uh, all it takes is uh, bringing an item back if there's a way we can improve it. The goal of this is to make it uh, as clear as possible for folks who should be protected uh, if, if they're blowing the whistle on something. Uh, but please contact uh, either me directly or Adam Katzman. I know uh, you're familiar with yes. uh, and uh, we're happy to consider any comments and if they improve them, we would be recommending them. 
Thank you very much. Thank you. And thank you, ma'am, again for your comments. We appreciate you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Any further public comment? Motion to approve. Okay. That's a second. Moved by Commissioner first, second by Commissioner Udine. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? That was as amended, right? I had already said that in the uh, yes. All right. Motion passed unanimously. Item 43. I'm excuse me, 42. The public hearing on item 42 is now open. Item 42 is a motion to adopt resolution pertaining to procedures for whistleblower complaints and retaliation complaints, repealing and replacing sections 19.66 through 19.68 and creating section 19.69 of the county administrative code. No member of the public has signed up to speak on this item. Public portion closed. Commissioner Scott. Move it. Second. Moved by Commissioner Bogan, second by Senator Geller. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Aye. Motion carries unanimously. Thank you. Item 43 now. The public hearing on item number 43 is now open. Item 43 is a motion to adopt resolution amending articles 3 and 4 of the Administrative Rules Document Broward Next for consistency with the policy section of the County Land Use Plan. No member of the public has signed up to speak on this item. Public portion closed. Commission discussion? Move it. Second. Commissioner Bogan moves it. Senator Geller seconds. All in favor say aye. Opposed? Motion carried unanimously. Thank you, Senator. Item 44. The public hearing on item 44 is now open. Item 44 is a motion to enact ordinance pertaining to the organization and responsibilities of the professional standards section of the Human Resources Division and the Intergovernmental Affairs Board section, creating an additional exemption for the cone of silence and amending various sections of the County Code of Ordinances. No member of the public has signed up to speak on this item. Public portion closed. Approval. Moved second. By Commissioner, excuse me, Senator Geller. Second by Commissioner Bogan. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Aye. Motion. Motion carries unanimously. Thank you. Item 45, tag team in here, Senator and Commissioner. Item 45. The public hearing on item number 45 is not open. Item 45 is a motion to adopt resolution pertaining to the organization and responsibilities of the Human Services Department, the Public Works Department, and the Professional Standards Section of the Human Resources Division, amending various chapters and repealing sections 4.42 through 4.45 of the County Administrative Code providing for various organizational changes. No member of the public has signed up to speak on this item. Public portion closed. Commission discussion? Approval. Second. Senator Geller moves it. Commissioner Bogan seconds. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Aye. Motion carries unanimously. Thank you. Item 46. The public hearing on item number 46 is not open. Item 46 is a motion to enact ordinance pertaining to minimum housing standards amending various sections of chapters 5 and 39 of the County Code of Ordinances to eliminate outdated provisions and updated provisions related to the Landlord Registration and Residential Rental Property Inspections Program, creating sections 39-120 through 39-126 to establish minimum housing standards and a procedure for inspections, enforcement, hearings, and appeals for properties subject to the program. No member of the public has signed up to speak this item. Public portion closed. Move it. Moved by Commissioner Bogan, second by Senator Geller. All in favor say aye. Opposed? Motion carries unanimously. Thank you. Item 47, our last public hearing. <laughs> item 47, reading clerk. The public hearing on item number 47 is now open. Our final public hearing item is item 47, which is a motion to adopt resolution pertaining to Broward County's naming policy, amending section 18.43 of the County Administrative Code, amending procedures for naming county property. No member of the public has signed up to speak on this item. Okay, the public, public portion is closed. Commission discussion? Not move it. <laughs> Second. Any, any discussion? Any discussion? I think we discussed it previously, so I don't think we need to rehash it. Is there a moat? We're going to move it, Senator? Move approval, Mr. Second. Move by second. I'm moved by Senator Gell, second by Commissioner Rogers. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries unanimously. Thank you. That ends our public hearing. We are now on our regular agenda. 
Item 48 is a delegation. Ms. Carmen Jackie Jimenez is going to speak to us on the USA Refugees and Immigrants Corp. Reference property taxes exemption for veterans and the elderly. Ms. Jimenez, please come forward. Good morning, Mayor, uh, Vice Mayor, Commissioners, Council Members. Uh, it's a pleasure to say hello. Thank you for the opportunity to express our community's concern. My name is Carmen Jackie Jimenez. I am President of USA Refugees and Immigrants, and also I am NGOs and Social Actors, U.S. Anti-Corruption Hub Coordinator, and uh, Human Rights Advocate. So at this time, you know, there is not a secret what is happening in the state of Florida um, after all those bad and discriminatory measures and decisions made uh, by um, the governor, Ron DeSantis. And also he has uh, vetoes on fundings very relevant for the state of Florida. Now I am here to speak on behalf of our veterans and our, our elders. Um, as you know, our elders and our um, veterans deserve a peaceful retirement. But what is happening now with the property taxes is very tough for them, whose retirement goes between 12,000 to 25,000 a year. Broward County has one of the highest median property taxes in the United States. This ranked 236 in 3,143 counties. Uh, Again, courtesy of Mr. DeSantis, the poverty rate in the state of Florida has increased. Today we have a 12.4%, more than 2 million people suffering poverty. Poverty rate in the county is around 50%. Holland Beach is almost 24%, uh, and Lather Hill is 22%. So, we have more than 70,000 veterans living in the county, and uh, what is uh, now happening is the monthly cost is around 3,000 bucks monthly. Um, based on the information that I have given you, I humbly request before this council to pass, approve a resolution authorizing property taxes, total exoneration for our veterans and elders 65 owners and living in those houses for the fiscal year 22 to 25, and also to diminish the property taxes for all others in almost uh, or around 30%. So, you know, thank you very much. Thank you, ma'am, for your comments. We will definitely take those into consideration. Okay? Thank you so much. We are now on item 50, and we can take A and B together. Go ahead. Motion A is a motion to ratify uh, action taken by the county administrator on behalf of Broward County and through delegation granted by the Board of County Commissioners to approve and execute an agreement between Broward County and General Asphalt Co. Uh, Company LLC for annual civil repairs and maintenance at Broward County, Fort Lauderdale. Hollywood International Airport. Motion B is a motion to ratify action taken by the county administrator on behalf of Broward County and through delegation granted by the Board of County Commissioners to approve the award of open end contract, contract to low responsive, responsible bidder Imperial Electrical Inc. for boom truck rental with operator. 
Thank you, Senator Gellar. Second. Moved. Second by Commissioner Bogan. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries unanimously. That concludes our agenda. We are now under our report sections. We're going to begin with the commission. Uh, Commissioner Rogers, do you have any reports for non-agenda? Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Can I ask a question? Am I going to sure. be going first all the time? I just look to my right because you're the most beautiful one on the dais, and so I just figured, you know. <laughs> well, I just try to go to you, Commissioner. He usually goes to the smartest first, and then us, we're, you know, not that good. But, uh, but, so but next time, us. I'll reverse it if you like. I just wanted to know. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. I'm here to encourage, here to educate, here to inform those of you who have no idea what cricket is. Well, the state of Florida, Broward County is in the game. We made the short list of sites, locations that will be considered. We're expecting to hear from that group in March. They are currently visiting here, and let me state for the record. This is Broward County Regional Park. It just happened to be in my district, but it's a regional park. It impacts everyone on State Road 7, whatever happens at that park. Any major activities benefits the entire corridor and most cities. So I just want to say anyone that's interested in joining a local committee that must be by mandate, be formed to guide this world game that is expected to be played, and it will be played somewhere in the United States, but we want it here in Broward County. I just wanted to share some information as it relates to the benefits and the areas that are impacted that will benefit from this game being held here. Hotels from 2019 or last, from 2019, the game that was played between Pakistan and India and all of that, as it relates to hotel, 886 million. Foods and beverages, okay, 16, $1,617,000. We're talking about when they come, they shop, we encourage them to shop local but we know they go to Sawgrass Mall and to our flea markets, so there are benefits there. And of course, local travel or taxes or people want to get around our county, they want to see our county, so there are impacts there. Excursion, that was two million, and of course, all of the expenditures. I'm just here to let you know that we are in the game. We are putting our best foot forward as they visit our location, okay, visit Broward County, they're meeting with other commissioners, that much we know, and you might just get a call because this is a Broward County Park. We want to make sure when the game is going on that we put our best foot forward, as I've always said, so that they know we are ready for the games. We'll do anything to get the, these games played here. We're the only county here in the state of Florida that does have a park of this magnitude to host a world game. When we talk about world in cricket or netball, it means the world, not just the United States of America. So we are bringing in heads in beds, we are impacting every aspect, or airport or seaport, everything is impacted by this event. So I'm excited. 
that they are looking at us and hopefully early March, keeping my fingers crossed, that they will choose the location and Broward County will be the beneficiary of that. So that is my report as it relates to cricket. Mm -hmm. um, and, and thank you, Commissioner, for adding 58 to the agenda. That's very important. So thank you for that. Oh, well, thank you. And just wanted to say, as we are talking about housing, I'm always going to say to our county manager, when can we decide on our priorities for Broward County? I know we're waiting on the study, but while we're waiting on the study, is there nothing that we can do? Okay, we have a and I know I'm going to hear the answers to that. I know my staff, we contacted Mr. Stone, so we're expecting to hear something Good. from them by the end of this month. But sometimes we have to let them know this is important to us. There's, this is a major crisis here. Mm -hmm. I'm concerned about the young lady, her comments as it relates to our seniors and what we can do right now as Broward County. Is this on our agenda with the state legislatures? and or federal legislators that these are some of the things that we know will work here in Broward County. I listened to our mayor from Miami-Dade County and I just love some of the things that they're doing and I'm trusting that we can get on board to do some of the same things. It's just people and housing deficiency both in Miami-Dade and Broward County, but I don't feel like it's a priority for Broad County, I don't see us hopping. So thank you for your comments, and I'm hoping we'll get on board and make the community know that this, we understand the challenges they're having. I thank you. It is definitely a priority for all of us, including our legislative, when we had our delegation meeting, which was great, we had everybody there to, to hopefully sing that same song in Tallahassee, and then obviously our upcoming retreat, uh, Ms. Shapiro will be talking about it as well. So thank you for your continued charge uh, and we all follow, of course, Senator uh, Rich on this as well. So I thank know. you. Thank you. Thank you. Senator Geller. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Um, first, yesterday, um, Senator Lee Constantine, now uh, Seminole County Commissioner, uh, and I were on a Florida Association of Counties meeting with the Sun Sentinel Editorial Board to go over uh, Florida Association of Counties uh, issues. I know Commissioner Furr and uh, Mayor Udine, uh, Commissioner Udin are also very active as I think Senator Rich at FAC. Um, the, um, among the items that we discussed, obviously our biggest issue uh, continuously is preemptions. Um, and we also discussed and I'm bringing this up uh, because Commissioner Rogers mentioned housing. The three big issues that we really discussed were water, um, housing, and preemptions. Um, there were others, but those were, I would say, were the major ones. Uh, just a couple of announcements on meetings. On February 9th, I believe in Commissioner Udian's district, or could be Commissioner Bogan's district, it's Coral Springs. I believe the two of you share Coral Springs. They do. Um, on, uh, let's see, it's February 9th. Uh, let me check which, where it is. Okay. Yes, at the Coral Springs Marriott. Okay. The South Florida Water Management District is hosting their governor, governing 
uh, board meeting. I believe, Mr. Mayor, you're speaking. I believe I'm speaking right after you. Um, and uh, j just on water issues, because I've continued to you know, run around like the chicken with the head cut off, because sometimes chicken little is right. And in according to every projection that we have in 10 to 12 years, we will be flooding whenever it rains and unable to drain uh, properly. And the Army Corps says if everything goes right, maybe they can get it fixed in 15 years, but probably 20. So it really will be 25 years and we'll be underwater in 10 or 12. So I keep screaming about this. I will be long out of office by then, but perhaps if people had been running around screaming 10 years ago, we could have had this done in time. Um, so that's February 9th, February 17th. There is a joint South Florida Regional Planning Council, a Treasure Coast Regional Planning Council meeting, which will be held at Long Key Park in Davie. I would invite any of the elected officials, the regional planning councils, South Florida Regional Planning Council is Monroe, Dade, and Broward. Treasure Coast is Palm Beach, Martin, St. Lucie, and Indian River counties uh, consists of elected officials and governor appointments. Uh, I would invite any elected official that wishes to attend. Please let me know. Um, you know, we'll make a reservation for you. And finally, March 17th, the South Florida Regional Planning Council uh, will be holding a meeting at the MPO on first and last mile connectivity. I know that Commissioner Ryan and Commissioner Furr in particular um, may wish, well, Commissioner Furr always attends SF, uh, RPC meetings, but Commissioner Ryan, you may also wish to attend that because of your involvement. And just wanted to let, uh, Commissioner Udine also attends the meetings, wanted to let all of the commissioners know that we'll be dealing with that so you will have the time to put it on your schedule early. That's all, Mr. Mayor. Thank you, Senator. Christopher? He made, he made mine real short, <laughs> which is good. Um, so I will add just to that. Um, Friday at Pompano Beach High School, uh, we're having the Youth Climate Summit, which is always a, a, an amazing collaboration between the county and Broward County Schools. Usually there's up, upwards of over 1,000 kids that have participated in this, and our environmental district, our department, is, is a big part of this. It really helps inform not only the kids, but kind of gives them an idea of um, careers in the future and, and, and things that are of utmost importance to this region. Also, just want to um, congratulate, I guess, us on getting a $5 million grant for the safe streets um, with the, through the MPO. That's going to help all the cities in the county. And that's all I've got. Thank you. Thank you. Vice Mayor. Uh, yes, well, uh, Commissioner Ferg, uh, I mentioned the thing I was going to uh, mention most, and that was the, the $5 million uh, granting by the U.S. Uh, DOT uh, to uh, prepare for a safe street and roads uh, action plan. And I just noted, I wanted to congratulate our, well, our, our, our county uh, administrator and, and everyone that, was part that participated in that, along with the MPO, it was a grant for both for both of us and uh, or to both of us and uh, uh, the application was one of only two to receive the top award uh, of uh, the um, for the action plan in the country and the highest in the state of Florida. So it's very impressive, I think. Um, I also um, I just I just want to assure um, Commissioner Rogers 
that affordable housing has been a top priority uh, for this county. We began way back in 2016, actually, uh, which, and culminated in 2018 with the Affordable Housing Trust Fund. Uh, we have done, an, uh, I just think, considering that we don't have the surtax that Miami has, and we've been trying to do that for years and years, uh, we, uh, we've tried to do, we've, we've done other things, such as changing our land use plan, uh, using uh, county general fund money to go into the trust fund, which uh, is a lockbox, unlike Sadowski. Uh, last, as a matter of fact, last year, you all will recall, we approved nine developments, and then pe people came back, some of the developers came back and didn't have enough money uh, because of construction costs and inflation. So they went ahead, we went ahead and used $11 million of the 18 that we put in this year for the trust fund to assure that all of those projects could go since they were uh, shovel ready. So I, I just want to say that um, I'm, I'm glad you're going to be meeting with Ralph Stone. I, I really can't do the, the, the briefing uh, because of sunshine, but uh, otherwise, I definitely would. But I think uh, meeting with Ralph, is he's an amazing resource for us uh, and certainly a mentor of mine when it comes to affordable housing. Also, I will ask that Sandra Bessie-Einhorn, who is, uh, I, I chair the coordinating council and she is the CEO. She's uh, working, been working on the master plan, the 10-year master plan with Dr. Murray uh, from FIU and, uh, and also Ralph Stone. Uh, they've gone around the whole community having focus groups and meetings, the chambers and, and, um, and uh, different communities and nonprofits to see exactly, you know, what people feel the needs are. So it, this is a, this is a, this is not a crisis. This is a catastrophe. And I'm, I just want to congratulate us. I know sometimes you all get sick of it. I know <laughs> Commissioner Bogan mentions it, but you know what? Everyone's come along and we are, I just think we are, uh, you know, really so committed to this issue and understanding how important it is that it is really the highest priority in our community because it impacts everything else. Uh, if you can't have a, a stable home, uh, we have the homeless, we have people trying to come out of the jails that we're, we're trying to place. We don't have that. We have people coming in out of mental health uh, programs, behavioral health programs. So this, it's just all over the whole community. And then we have 60% of our uh, of our residents who are now considered cost burden, meaning they spend more than 30% of their income on housing. So uh, I, I just want to, you know, thank you for, for, for joining this fight. I'm happy to have you. Uh, and, and, but I, as I said, I think our commission is unbelievably committed to this. So thank you all for that. And Vice Mayor, I just yes. want to say, this is Commissioner Bogan, I absolutely support your affordable housing and uh, <laughs> will continue to support that. So I just want to make sure you understand that. I just want to say our affordable housing. Our, uh, all of us. Well, it, Thank you. It, it, <laughs> Vice Mayor, does that, conclude, does that conclude your reports? Yes, it does. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Commissioner Dean. Thank you, sir. <clears throat> I just want to make mention uh, next Tuesday is February 14th, which in Northwest Broward and all of Broward County takes on a different meaning other than Valentine's Day. Um, you're all invited to come out to Pine Trails Park in the early evening. Uh, it's <coughs> non-political, no, no politicians will be announced, uh, but they have the clergy coalition of Northwest Broward out there and uh, paying respects to what happened on February 14th, five years ago now already. So everyone is welcome. I'll be there representing the county commission, but if anybody can make it up there, they're invited uh, in the early evening. With that said, I know 
coming up to this anniversary, the county administrator, and uh, she promised they were going to work their hardest to try and get a deal together with the city of Coral Springs to do the Motorola testing between the two CAD systems, and I know they're getting very close, and hopefully we're going to be there, because I know we're not going to meet again until after February 14th, but I know that there's been a lot of progress there, um, a, a lot of people working a lot of, uh, very hard on that issue, and on behalf of the Northwest Broward community, we thank you for that, because there's a lot involved with that, and a lot gets reported and isn't totally accurate with how this is working and how this is going on. So I, I, I want to make mention of a briefing that I had with uh, Michael Ruiz and Tracy Jackson uh, a few days ago, and they actually walked through, walked through with me the reports that we get monthly on the 911 stuff and the breakdown that we would look at on the internet and the public. I didn't realize all this stuff is public info. It's on there. No one looks at it because people really would not be able to understand it unless you were in that line of work. Uh, and it was very cool, the new reporting methods that the county is using to, to get that to people that can read this that really aren't PhD uh, in emergency response and be able to see in the bullet points that they're putting. So if you haven't had that briefing with uh, uh, Michael and Tracy, it's, it's, it's definitely worth having them go through it with you. And, and seeing how to read that memo that we're going to now be getting every month. So I think they did a good job, and I think it should be recognized, because usually we only hear about the bad things uh, in that department, but I think that they're doing a good job. And, and speaking of uh, our first responders, I know the mayor couldn't make it because he was busy, but we did see each other in, uh, in the city of Pompano Beach at 26 Degree Brewing. They, they now have a craft beer that they're selling. I'm not allowed to advertise it, so this is not an advertisement. You don't have to buy it, but if you do buy it, the dollars will go to mental health uh, for our first responders. I know Mayor Hardin, a close second for Pompano Mayors, was there <laughs> speaking, and a lot of the, lot of the county, uh, but your, your, your neighbor was there, one of your neighbors were there, so. Um, I tried to send some beer home with you, but they wouldn't take it on the fire truck, so I'll have to get it another time. Um, so, and one other thing, um, just please pass along to Visit Lauderdale and to Stacey Ritter's team. The, the NHL All-Star Game, I'll leave that to others to talk about in the whole weekend, but the one thing I will say is this was really one of the first events of that type of magnitude where there was something for everywhere all over the county at all different mm -hmm. price point. Everybody had a chance to participate. Um, I know the mayor and, and, and others from administration were in Coral Springs for the carnival and the old timers game, if you're allowed to call it that anymore. It's probably not political correct. What alumni, okay. Um, and I know there were things on the beach, there were things in the south, all, all throughout the county. Just a cool way if you're going to sponsor something of that magnitude, kind of along the lines of cricket, if you're going to bring something in, bring the whole community in. And I, I know there was a lot of positives on that. Um, shout out to, to the Ignite event, the cultural division, division. They crushed it on that. It was very well received, very cool, uh, and uh, I was glad to be a part of it and glad to see the great things that the cultural division is doing that makes it like fun to be in Broward County and makes it fun to want to be here. Speaking of that, I'm not letting Francis Suarez take advantage. It's, not, it's in Broward tonight. Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band will be here. They'll be in Broward. He'll say it's Miami, but it's Broward County. So if you want to see the boss, 
tonight at the Hard Rock, and I'll be there. I, want, I got in the lottery, so if the Inspector General's listening, I paid for my ticket through the lottery. That's that. It's all good. And those are my comments. Thank you, Commissioner. Birthday boy, Commissioner Ryan. Uh, just a quick message. Uh, back on the, uh, the 27th of January, about, about 10 days ago, we had... Yeah, he ate it. Like a kid. <laughs> we want to know where the cake is. Uh, we passed it around to the crowd. <laughs> you know, there, there's more than just being here for 30 years. I mean, you don't have to be here for 30 years just to get a piece of cake. <laughs> and uh, we uh, had a meeting of the SFRTA um, down in Miami, and it was a um, very productive meeting. Uh, much of the staff that has been working on the uh, Half penny um, sales tax that it goes on uh, indefinitely in Miami-Dade County has been giving a, you know an update on their uh, their rail and transit programs and um, uh, there's some good uh, opportunities for collaboration between Dade and Broward County on um, on that and uh, it was really kind of um, enlightening and and, and um, um, I thought delightful that we were able to take a very quick uh, tri-rail down to um, uh, Miami International Airport and then got onto the Metro Mover and then got into downtown and then from there after the meeting we went over to the uh, Miami Central, the Bright Line station uh, that is just about um, you know ready ready to go and um, uh, a huge platform that, that goes on and on for over a quarter mile so uh, it's uh, you know large enough to accommodate a pretty, uh, um, I think, um, crowded uh, um, uh, group for for mass transit. I mean, this is what we're trying to do is is move forward with um, commuter rail on the coastal link. Uh, there still are some um, you know some hurdles, and and we're trying to work those out with the uh, Florida East Coast Railroad, uh, but. Um, uh, Brightline seems to be a more and more of a willing partner as we move forward, and hopefully we'll have some encouraging uh, information on that coming up in the um, in the coming weeks. Also, just want to remind everybody that you know this month is uh, February is Black History Month, and as we go through the debate um, about um, advanced placement classes on uh you know on uh on, on uh, racial critical racial theories and things like that um that i i hope more and more people will keep an open mind um to uh, to differing views and uh, i think one of the worst things you can do is, is cut out the opportunity for persons to get a uh, a wide uh, and varied perspective on uh, society and history so, uh, you know, hopefully we will not be going overboard uh, on that issue. I mean, so far it's been a little disappointing coming out of Tallahassee, but, you know, hopefully the, um, the uh, sounder and, and, and more reasoned voices will prevail on that one. Thank you, sir. Commissioner Bogan. I have nothing to report. Really? Okay. Commissioner McKenzie. Oh, my goodness, I'm taking it back. Um, I don't know what to say. Well, I knew you had a lot to say, so I did. Actually, I don't, and I'm going to say this to my colleague across the room um, from Lauderdale Lakes. Uh, we, sh we share some Lauderdale Hill uh, contiguous lines, and you were, you, were, you were absolutely right. But one thing you, were, you don't want to do, you don't want to go last. 
Because everything you want to say <laughs> is already said. <laughs> See? See, I, so, I'm, so I agree with everybody. <laughs> I'll come back at a later date with some things that I want to do. But I'm very excited, especially when we talked about the uh, fencing issue today. Because I am basically going through my district, finding out what the needs are, and to come back to do some heavy lifts or to figure out what was left behind. And what I'm finding out, and particularly with the affordable housing, it, goes, it predates you all. Um, but you took a took the bull by the horn in 16 and you start moving it forward, but the problems always, we always have is that it's, it's difficult landing the plane. I mean, you can put the money here, you can put the money there, but developers, we are unique people. Um, if we don't see a return on investment, we'll pay into a fund or we'll rob a fund. Um, but we, um, as a commission, I think, uh, are on the right track and I want to help in that. And I think we just go back to our districts and find opportunities, find vacant uh, properties uh, that we may even own uh, to do what Ralph Stone has been doing for years at the county. So uh, I would like to see that move forward. And the NHL was amazing. And I think uh, my buddy hit it on the head, Hazel, and you said it a little bit. And I thought you were going to say what's, what, what, what happens at Regional Park stays at Regional Park. But no, what happens at Regional Park, especially with cricket, if you use the model that the Panthers did. I mean, they hit every nook and cranny of the city and everyone was able to embrace it, understand it, and move it forward. So I look forward to that coming, um, coming to fruition. I hope we get it. And last but not least, um, I go back to the, uh, these unincorporated pockets again. Um, and in my studies, there are a lot of things that I think we could have accomplished um, they started in 2015. I've spoken to staff, and they start out fast, but then they dwindle. And these are not big um, do uh, uh, dollar ticket items, um, but they get bogged down sometime in our bureaucracy. And I I'm going to try to push some of those things forward uh, after speaking to staff and, and realizing some, let I me mean, just simple facade programs, you know, $100,000, $200,000 that started in 20 2015. How hard is it to get that through our system? But sometimes, you know, we, these, these seats change, uh, but it doesn't mean that what we committed in the past should change. So I'm gonna bring some of that stuff back to you. It's not gonna be new. I just wanna get it off the books and keep us moving forward in the right direction. And um, thank you. You do not wanna go last. Well, thank you, Commissioner McKenzie, because I am the last. <laughs> Mr. Mayor, Mr. Mayor. <laughs> Mr. Rogers. <laughs> Go ahead, Commissioner Rogers. Okay, to my colleague, I understand not being last, all right? So, and I understand mm -hmm. if you did not make any comments, I would say everyone else had made comments that you were going to say, you go. but you, you had your points right. that you needed to get advanced. But, Mr. Mayor, I wanted, since my colleague did not mention that awesome event yesterday at the African American Research Library, um, I know you were aware, right? I'm aware. If yeah. you weren't, then it's my bad. But I wanted to truly acknowledge that the Munford Point Marines, they, there was a Mr. George J. Jackson, 101-year-old. This man looked like I would marry him. He looked that <laughs> Clifford good. wouldn't like that. I'll tell, I'll Clifford tell wouldn't like that. I'm telling you, the, he looked good. But just to see him sitting there and knowing he's a centurion, <laughs> I mean, that was just awesome. 
Don't say anything, Eugene. And I'm doing it. You do it. The public. stays at the And I'm doing it in public. Okay. I just wanted to acknowledge right. that even the press, folks that are following Veterans Affairs, was not aware of this group of military folks that sacrificed their lives for all of us to be here. So it was good to be at the African American Reach. Research Library with an African-American group that fought for this country and I'm I was just in awe of everything that I learned and I am hoping that it's something will be in our library that represent what the contribution of this group and as I I don't want my other colleagues to be angry at me there was someone from the city of Plantation that I forgot to mention, Mr. Jim Davis, longtime civic leader who was vital in the growth of Plantation Acres. And this name, this person passed away and I forgot to mention, and I don't want my colleague, Mayor, I did it. You so did it, very I did good. It. Thank Th you, Mayor. Thank you, Commissioner. I have one admission. Yes. Okay, uh, can I dig black here? Two or three? No, we, there's one. Two, three. I don't it's know. It's just an announcement. <laughs> February 25th, since yes, we sir. gave out a proclamation honoring black history, in the city of Fort Lauderdale, the Black History Celebration Festival, Sis Trunk Festival and Parade, will be on the 25th uh, this month. Mm -hmm. Starts at 9 a.m. the parade and the festival all day long. It's about 10,000 people that come to come to this event. I would just encourage you to come out if you have it, your calendar open. I'm no longer the, the leader of that group, but I plan to participate uh, in honor of uh, Black History Month. Okay, can I go now? Yes. You're, you're last. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so seriously, we, t we talk about... Uh, we talk about uh, those celebrating, you know, 100th birthdays, and, and Edith Van Cherry, Broward County resident and a World War II veteran, is turning 100 this coming Sunday, or Sunday, the February the 12th. So we wish her a happy birthday right. as well. A ditto on the um, the $5 million award uh, that shows truly the second C collaboration in PO <laughs> County and, and 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 the federal government. So we're happy to get that. Uh, and then last but not least, I do want to thank the, uh, the Panthers organization, Mr. Viola, Mr. Caldwell, Mr. Holloway, for all their really hard, hard work to really pull off the NHLR start this whole week. It was really spectacular. And I know Commissioner Eudine and others uh, celebrated it as well. But just an amazing impact that it made on our economic community and also having the legacy with the roller uh, rink uh, that they leave behind, the NHL leaves behind as a war memorial for our children to continue to play. So uh, uh, we miss you, Ms. Sapiro. Our, our prayers were with you, but we missed you there uh, greatly. But we had a, a great time celebrating the All-Stars uh, in Broward County. So without that, further ado, I think this meeting is now adjourned. My man. <laughs> oh, did you guys want to, did you guys have, oh, hold on, hold on. See, everybody took so long. County Attorney. Was County Attorney. Was County Administrator. You do have a report. I, I did have a few things, and all I'm going to say is thank you for all of um, the commission's support. And I wanted to uh, give a special shout out to Visit Lauderdale and the Panthers because uh, that was a heavy lift and a, and a big sponsorship opportunity. Our cultural division with Ignite, uh, we had a lot of big wins lately. Um, yes. And, and certainly um, this weekend is um, 
also um, the first time that Pride of the Americas is coming to the United States. It's going to be here hosted with v Visit Lauderdale, um, and that will be a parade down A1A um, this weekend and a three-day festival. Um, and then please um, make sure, I know we've had a lot of references to our Black History Month celebrations, um, but if you do get a chance, make sure you get um, a chance to go check out some of the exhibits at Arlick um, and the Governmental Center. So thank you very much. But last but not least, ladies and gentlemen, words of wisdom from our auditor. Any report, sir? Oh, I thought you might have something for us. All right, now we're adjourned. Thank you. Anybody <laughs> else?